Welcome to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm Greg Bryan. And I'm Jim Resky. We're gospel addicts because we believe the gospel of Jesus isn't just good news, it's the best news ever. We're addicted to the gospel because it doesn't just start us out in the Christian life, it is the Christian life. Join us as we look at the Bible through the lens of the gospel. Thanks so much for listening. But then his tone changes. Right. Verses six and seven. You want to read that? Yeah. And I got the J.B. Phillips translation pulled up. I'll read. Let's go six through eight. I think is the next section. It says, I am amazed that you have so quickly transferred your allegiance from him who called you in the grace of Christ to another quote unquote gospel. Not, of course, that it is or ever could be another gospel. But there are obviously men who are upsetting your faith with the travesty of the gospel of Christ. Yet I say that if I or an angel from heaven were to preach to you any other gospel than the one you have heard, may he be damned. You have heard me say it before, and now I put it down in black and white. May anybody who preaches any other gospel than the one you have already heard be a damned soul. Does that make you think that I am now serving man's interests or God's? If I were trying to win human approval, I should never be Christ's servant. Wow. Yeah, what's your take on that? That's really something. Well, I think this is this is where you know he gets really it, he he takes us very personal and yeah. uh and he kind of you know, like I said, he gets right to the heart of the matter. The heart of the letter is this whole idea that you know um they are being deceived and not and, and they've drifted from the true gospel and yeah. uh and he even says like there really is no other gospel there's only one gospel that's right but but you you know you have drifted away and he, and he says even if an angel from heaven were to preach to you any other gospel than the one that that you heard from me May he be anathema, or may he be damned. Right. That is, I mean, that is such powerful language. Interesting that he says, even if an angel, even from an angel in heaven, because I think the other people were probably giving them great credentials. Like, oh, is that Paul? Paul who told you those things? You know, Paul wasn't even a Christian when Christ, you know, walked the earth. He was later, and he persecuted the church. So he doesn't have need of the credentials I have. And I'm a much better person than Paul. And and Paul said, look, yeah, it's nice. Even if an angel gives you a different message, I don't care how wonderful these people were that told you this thing. If an angel tells you a different gospel, run away, right? It's not, it's not, it's not truth. He's so, so protective of the gospel. But I think he's saying the angel thing on purpose to say, you know, the stature or the status or perceived status of the people who told you this has nothing to do with it. Right? Yeah. I also think that, you know, he must have shared his testimony to the Galatians um, when he was founding the church and just, you know, getting to know the people. And he had a powerful testimony. I mean, he came, he encountered Christ himself right, um, on the road to Damascus. And, and he, of all people, was like a Jew of all Jews. Like he was a Pharisee. He was, he, he was like a faultless um pharisee um you know and and that's why he was 
he was against, you know, Christ and was trying to put Christians, you know, uh, persecute them and put them to death. And that's when, when Jesus appeared to him. So he knew the power of the gospel, I guess is my point. Yeah. yeah. And his life was changed, forever changed by the true gospel. And, and he just sees these people falling back into legalistic righteousness, which he was very, um, I mean, he lived that way. Yeah. Um, before yeah. he, before he met Christ, he, he was a legalistic Pharisee. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's, um, absolutely. If you look at this, the way he gives his personal testimony in Philippians three, right. He's saying, if anyone wants to rank themselves on a scale of one to 10, I was a 10, right. I did all these things. And then, um, but then he says, they're all rubbish. I count them all rubbish for them. They're all true crash you know all 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 my righteousness is filthy rags it doesn't count right. anything. it counted all as lost for the sake of knowing christ right so yeah. um yeah he, he's a guy who could have said i you know if, if it's all about climbing the ladder spiritual performance and righteousness i've climbed it more than most any of you ever will. and it doesn't mean a thing it doesn't count yeah and actually me. actually the rest of chapter one that he kind of he kind of goes along those those lines because he chapter one is really just a personal it's it's his personal um comments um yeah you know so he says in in verses 11 and 12 the gospel i preach to you is no human invention no man gave it to me no man taught it to me it came to me as a direct revelation from jesus christ so he's he's referring to his testimony there that he yeah. had an encounter with Jesus himself. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't well, through an angel. It wasn't through another man. It was, you know, so he understood the gospel. And then he goes into his past, you know, before, in before verse 13. That, oh, go ahead. Just on this, this idea of like, see, I had direct revelation of Jesus Christ because there's a big distinction between like, capital a apostles and little a apostles right so they could be little a apostles that start churches and plant this that some sense in the people use that word i think the bible uses that word people just are church planners yeah they do think of an apostle but there's only a there's only a limited number of capital a apostles right that jesus chose and designated and such a huge distinction of what we consider the canon of what was a, a scripture right and right. written by someone who had direct contact with jesus yeah just later someone else who came later thought, oh, I had some, I have some thoughts and impressions too right now. I mean, you might say, I love the work of C.S. Lewis and I love the work of Tim Keller. I love John Piper. I read these books. They're so inspirational to me, you know, but they're not scripture. They're not scripture because they did not have direct contact with Jesus. And Paul asserts his authority here, you know, very clearly, like, you know, no man gave it to me. No man taught it to me. It came as a direct revelation from Jesus Christ. And by the way, could you imagine anyone saying that kind of thing today? Because now everything's just opinion, right? Oh, great. You could say anything. That's nice. And I could say something, write a thought down. You have, you have an opinion. I have, we all, I have an opinion too, right? And he's like, oh, no, this is, this is not me at all. You don't yeah. understand. This is revelation, not my idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a very good point there. Very good point. So, so well, and so when he... You know, when he related with Peter and and uh, the other apostles, you know, he saw Jesus in a different. He he had he had a direct 
connection to Jesus, but it was a different, um, a different experience than those guys had. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so then he goes back into his past. He says in verse 13, for you have heard of my past career in the Jewish religion, how I persecuted the church of God with fanatical zeal and, in fact, did my best to destroy it. It was ahead. Of, I was ahead of most of my contemporaries in the Jewish religion and had greater enthusiasm for the old traditions. Mm -hmm. But when the time came for God, who had chosen me from the moment of my birth and then called me by his grace to reveal his son within me so that I may proclaim him to the non-Jewish world, I did not, as, as might have been expected, talk over the matter with any human being. I didn't even go to Jerusalem to meet with those who were God's messengers before me. No, I went away to Arabia and later came back to Damascus. It was not until three years later that I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter, and I only stayed with him for just for over a fortnight. I did not meet any of the other messengers except James, the Lord's brother. All this that I am telling you is, I assure you before God, the plain truth. Later, I visited the districts in Syria and Caesarea, but I st was still personally unknown to the churches of Judea. All they knew of me, in fact, was the saying, the man who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they thank God for what happened to me. So he's he. I guess he's laying down his credentials here, right? He's um, he's trying to explain. Um, um, he's I guess reminding reminding them of his credentials mm -hmm. because these other teachers have probably somehow um, obviously if they've been a if people have been um, influenced by them, he feels like. He feels the need to, 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 to remind them of his uh, credentials. But I love, I love this verse. I love that verse, uh, that last verse. It has his testimony in like one sentence. The man who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. That's, a, that's like a cool one-sentence testimony. Yeah, yeah, 180-degree turnaround, right? Yeah. And Paul's conversion is such a dramatic turnaround right someone who was zealously trying to keep all the law um and so he's you know so he's kind of saying the thing that they're telling you to do keep the law i have great experience in that because i tried to do that and i was actually pretty good at it right and so i know all about that and then i met jesus completely at a 100 180 degree about face uh about face changed completely and um and so i think it is i think you're right it's establishing his credentials but I'm not sure I'm so clear about it. I'd love to do more study on it. Maybe you have some thoughts on is so much of this in establishing his credentials is, you know, here's the here's the history. I persecuted the church. I met Jesus on the road to Damascus. I changed completely. And then he spends a couple of verses really drawing a distinction and a separation between him and, all, and the other Christian leadership, right? I didn't talk it over. I didn't, as it might be expected, talk over the matter with any even being. I didn't even go to Jerusalem to meet with them. 
I went away to Arabia instead. Instead, It wasn't until three years later, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter. And even then, I just stayed with him a very short time. I didn't meet anyone else there except James, the Lord's brother. So he's really trying to say, and draw a distinction, not a distinction, he's trying to draw a separation. Yeah. I wasn't part of that crowd, I wasn't in that crowd, didn't run with that crowd, wasn't talking about this a whole lot. And so what do you, what's your take? Why do you think he's doing that? Why is he separate? He's trying to say, I, I want you to know I became, I was converted, but then I didn't spend a lot of time with them or wasn't really influenced by them. What do you think? Yeah, My, my gut tells me that he's trying to make it clear because this is all about the gospel. Right. He's trying to make it clear to them that the gospel was given to him by Christ himself, that Christ himself presented the gospel to him. Not it wasn't through a human agency, it wasn't through the other apostles. He wasn't influenced by these other guys, he wasn't influenced by other men. Mm-hmm. He had direct revelation and um of and so um that I mean that's that's my that's my thought uh right now, but I, I can look into that some more too. Yeah, honestly, right. I think I think you nailed it. I think it's exactly right. I mean it's always going to do more study on it and, under, and understand what others have said about it. But I think that's right. Cause he's trying to say, I, what I'm telling you is the direct pipeline. I had it from the, the direct pipeline, the direct revelation from Christ himself. This is the right gospel message, right? It's not like I was one of the crowd and pieced together some things I heard from Peter and some of the things I heard from James and I've heard from something John said, and I got it all together and I have my own version of it right my impression of it and this is you know paul's way of understanding it versus with just as much legitimacy or no more legitimacy than these other judaizers they're called judaizers right that came later to influence the galatians the the other christians that came to try to lead the galatians astray right Paul's saying it's not like i have equal authority with them i have my own take on the gospel but like that authority of like no i had the direct pipeline untarnished uninfluenced by anybody so here's another thought is and you brought it up a little bit the apostle paul when he first comes on the scene he's kind of a scary character i mean um imagine being the guy ananias who is the one who heals him of his blindness right and you know god tells you hey here's this guy he 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 basically just helped put Stephen to death over here, the first Christian martyr. Right. He's coming for a, a he's coming for the Christians near you. Um, but I want you to go and touch his eyes and and heal him. I mean, Paul was somewhat controversial. I mean, I think a lot of people probably questioned his, um, you know, uh, his conversion, you know, and his credentials. He yeah, probably was quite often questioned about this, and so it's very important for him. And I, and and even in the Book of Acts, you 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 um, learn his testimony, and it's very Luke does a great job of kind of um, you know explaining his whole testimony. I think that's Acts chapter nine. But then mm-hmm. Paul shares his testimony like in two other places in the Book of Acts, and I'm guessing he shared his testimony a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, to make it clear to people that Jesus changed his life. Yeah, the gospel changed his life. Yeah, 
this is my yeah this is my life completely changed changed by him but that's right yeah so um well and then and, you know there's something else i i gotta find this guy and I, I hate to bring it up because like i have to have research it but i remember hearing years and years and years ago i mean like 20 or 30 years ago in a bible study that paul after he became a christian like went out in the wilderness was just like spent time personally with jesus alone and i don't i don't know if i can find that in the bible i mean it says here for example he says um Paul's describing his conversion. This is, I'm not sure what verse, is, verse it is. It says, I did not even go to Jerusalem to meet with those who are God's messengers before me. No, I went away to Arabia and later came back to Damascus. It was not until three years later that I went to Jerusalem. So he talks yeah. about like wandering off into the wilderness for a while. And I think it was someone, I don't know who got this idea, some preacher or someone else that said, you know, what he did in the wilderness, he was, he was like doing direct Bible study with Jesus. Like he was being discipled by Jesus one-on-one. Uh, in the desert for three years i said well that's really cool but i'm not sure he really says that it doesn't say, it doesn't say that here and i don't know if i be able to find that anywhere else in scripture that sounds like a good episode of uh the chosen but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's just creative license you see you yeah. know that's yeah. what someone uh, when i was listening I to the, the chosen said it, then I thought it was just it was creative license yeah so. by the way i like the chosen I'm, it's growing on me. When I first saw it, I was I didn't like it because really? I wanted it to be more like just you know straight like straight from the Bible. Yeah. But the more I watch it, the more I like it because it 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 gives you that um, divine creativity of like and really does kind of give you a sense of what it might have been like for those yeah. those guys. It's it's not trying to be replace scripture. It's just trying to say hey you know these were real people and and you know, they had real conversations back to chapter one. Anything else stand out to you? No, I think that's it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the gospel addict podcast. Feel free to contact us via email at gospel addict podcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. And remember on your worst days, you're never beyond the reach of God's grace. And on your best days, you're never beyond the need of God's grace. See you next time.